Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. Today we have Patty Former. Let me read this bio because it's pretty amazing. Uh, Patty is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and seven-figure event producer. I definitely want to talk to her about that. As a global influencer and thought leader, she works with women CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers who are experts in their field to help them to fully identify their expertise, attract and convert their ideal buyers, gain massive visibility. You know, we talk about that a lot here, gaining visibility, package their knowledge, and position them in a marketplace to leverage the media and create marketing strategies that are profitable, but not painful. Her mission is to help her clients make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account while they're designing a lifestyle that they love. I am happy to say that she is here to tell us about all about how she does it. So let's welcome Patty Farmer to the show. Hi, Patty. Hi, thank you so much, Christy, for having me on the show. I love your show and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here too. I was reading that bio and oh my goodness, you're doing a lot, a lot of things in, in your career, but I know it didn't always start out that way, right? <laughs> so no. tell us about your, your journey, where you came from, how you started and where you, to, that would led you to where you are now. Sure. So really, it's kind of interesting because it all came to fruition in 2008. I was raised in Las Vegas. I live in Dallas, Texas now. Mm -hmm. And I have always been in the banking business and the mortgage business and then into marketing because doing those other things, it really was about marketing. Right. But then what changed was my husband came home one day and said that he had got transferred and we were moving to Texas. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I had two brick and mortar businesses, a marketing company and a mortgage company. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So I sold them. Thankfully, we all know what happened in the mortgage industry in 2008. So I was super thankful that I was able to do that. But then here was the moment for me was I was sitting there in Dallas waiting for my furniture to get delivered. And while I was sitting there, I was looking out the window and I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, here I am in this new place that I didn't know anybody, not one person. And to tell you the truth, for a few minutes, I was sort of having a pity party. And then all of a sudden I thought to myself, Patty, like put your big girl panties on because this is an opportunity. Like you now live in a metroplex with millions of people that you don't know. And I know a lot of people think that they're either B2B or B2C, but the reality is we're really P2P. We're in the people business. And now I've lived in this metroplex with literally hundreds of thousands of people. So I stood up, I went to the refrigerator, I got a sticky note and I wrote 100,000 on it. And when my husband came home, he said, what's this? And I said, that's my goal. And he said, what is that? I said, I'm determined in one year to meet 100,000 people and to make $100,000 doing it. He said, that's a great goal. I did it in nine months. It didn't even take me the year. 
Wow. So let me just back up a little bit. You turned a situation that a lot of women have been, you know, been a part of, you know, their husband may have to leave or move and they have to start all over again. And many women get into depression because of that, because like you said, you're in a new place, you don't know anyone and you pretty much have to start yourself all over again, your life all over again. But you decided to reinvent yourself and turn it around into an opportunity. And for a, for a person who's living in an area where you know absolutely no one and to make a goal like that, I thought it was going to be like $100,000 that you had a goal to reach, but you had a goal to actually meet 100,000 people. That's insane. I thought I was insane, but Patty has beat me to the punch. So great, <laughs> great kudos to you. And so how did all of that turn into this big enterprise that you have right now? I think the thing was really like getting clear now about what my mission was, right? Because it, I now had a clean slate. You know, the mortgage industry pretty much hit rock bottom at 2008. And when you move to this new town, all of a sudden opening a mortgage company wasn't going to be a smart move. But then I realized that the marketing for it was always what my passion was anyway. And so I thought, oh, well, that's what I'm going to do. And then because I had always used the media in my business and was already a social media strategist. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to combine what I love and build it. So I think one of the things is that a lot of times, and I'm in marketing and there's a huge umbrella in marketing, right? You know, people can do websites, that's marketing. People can do SEO, that's marketing. So there's a lot of different layers under the marketing umbrella, like there probably is in a lot of other ones, right? I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Midwave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash contact. And so for me, I had to get really, really clear what were the things that I wanted to do? Who did I want to serve and how did I want to do that? And then to make sure that I created assets, but stayed in my lane so that all of the industries around me would make great partners. I think one of the mistakes that people make mm. in business is they want to do everything, right? You know, and the fact of the matter is that while I have a very abundance mentality, a lot of times other people don't want to collaborate with people who overlap with their business even a little. Personally, for me, I think those are the great partners. That's where the opportunity really is. But not everybody feels that way. So for me, I was very clear that I wanted to be in marketing and media and then just decided I was going to do many things. And that's why I have a podcast and a magazine and do events. But they all fall under the umbrella of marketing, media and money, which is my brand. But then life changed when I decided to be a speaker. And that's really where everything happened. Absolutely. Well, I'm a speaker too. So I know that when you speak to more people, doors of opportunity start to open up. But like what you said about collaboration, and then there's a lot of people who don't like collaborating with people who do similar things. They think there's competition, but I love collaborating with other speakers, other podcast hosts, because realistically, when someone buys from you, they're going to buy from you. You're a very unique individual for you and your market. And I'm very unique for my market. 
So coming together is going to expand that whole community. It's not a competition because, like I said, you have different unique skills that attract people to you. And I have new unique skills to attract uh, people to me. And that's why I wanted to send a post out this week to kind of remind especially women to just not see each other as competition, but to see each other as a a area unit to be able to collaborate and work together and support each other as we grow. And I see that as we do that and more people do that, we're able to grow at a faster rate than doing it alone. So I want women to do more of that. So how do you kind of get that message out to more people that you meet that collaboration is actually a good thing? Well, I think there's a couple ways. The first thing I always like to say is you don't need to reinvent ice cream, right? You know, we have ice cream. People love ice cream or they don't. But guess what? All you need to do is just invent your flavor. Like some people like vanilla, chocolate or strawberry. But some of us, we like a waffle cone and some chocolate sprinkles. And, you know, we like some hot fudge, whatever. So you don't have to reinvent ice cream. All you need to do is create your flavor and your people will find you, like if you do the marketing right. But I mean, the point really honestly there is you don't need to try to be like somebody else. Just be you. That's all you really need to do is to just be you and create your flavor. And so I think so many times what I see with my clients and I see people, well, before they become my clients, but really I see people out there thinking that what they needed to do is to look at what somebody else is doing, right? And then copy that. And that's really not it because it doesn't make sense because in the reality, when you're looking at what somebody does and if they've done something that you really admire and you like it, don't do what they do. Think like they think and then apply it to what you do because that's really the name of the game. Not doing what they do, but thinking like they think and then applying it to your business. And that's where the magic happens because then it is really your flavor and that's what people want. I remember a long time ago, we I was listening to something by Tony Robbins who said, model people who are doing great. But I like what you said, it didn't say copy them, model. So if let's say, for instance, you see Oprah Winfrey doing a great job at you know her production studio, that's a great idea. Maybe to create something you know that's unique to you and individual to you and your brand, your market that's kind of similar you know, that's also going to allow you to scale up and rise, but don't copy. I, I like that. So you're a visionary. So tell me more about the events that you put on. I love events and I'm getting more into that now as well. How do you promote your, uh, your clients through events and promotion marketing? Well, one of the things that's kind of funny about it is when I decided to become a speaker, which is a story in itself, Um, But when I decided to become a speaker, I always knew that I wanted to do events. But I was really nervous about it because, you know, putting on your first event, it was scary, right? You know, there's a lot of things and a lot of money that you have to put up front hoping that it works, right? You know, you could have all the strategy in the world. But I think that the thing that happened is I never believed in the butts in seats philosophy that so many people love to think about, right? Oh, got to get butts and seats. No, you don't need to get butts and seats. You need to get buyers and seats. <laughs> you know, I have a whole talk that I speak on is like, how do you put buyers in seats? So when all those friends say to you, oh, I would love to support you and come to your event, like that's really great. But every seat that is at your event 
has a dollar sign on it. In reality, if you really break it down, it does. So having your friends show up, you know, while I think it's beautiful, right, you know, to have that, it actually isn't going to help you have a profitable event. So it's very, very important to know who is your target buyer. And that in marketing, that's the name of the game. A lot of times people want to think about who is your target market. But the reality is, Christy, your target market are people who have a problem that you have a solution to, which is great. But the most important thing is that if they're your target buyers, they have a problem that you have a solution to, and they're actively looking for the solution, which is the game changer, right? Mm-hmm. So really for me, it's like, no, I don't want to help you with your target market. I want to help you with your target buyers. And what do you need to do to have you know, lots and lots of them? And some of them will become partners as well. And you know, a lot of times when people think about partners, They think about, you know, we all hear this phrase about you need to have power partners. Mm -hmm. But the reality is there are nine kinds of partners. And in some niche markets, there's 12. And all anybody ever thinks about is a power partner. Well, a power partner, by definition, for most people, is somebody who refers them business. You know, so if you're a realtor and a mortgage person, obviously they can easily send referrals back to each other, right? So that is actually a power partner. But there are nine other ways that there are to partner with somebody. And I think that when you're collaborating, whether you're having an event, you know, a masterclass or whatever the case may be, it's not just that you're trying to find referral partners that are going to refer them. There are nine other ways for you to partner with people and you need to be building relationships with all nine before you have something to ask of them. So it's really a process not a destination, right? You know, you have this whole process of who should you be building relationships with and being very intentional. I think that is probably the biggest tip I could give someone is to be very, very intentional in everything that you do from where are you networking to building relationships. I'm all about building relationships. That is one of my skill sets. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Right. But, but, you know, you have to spend time with them and where are they and you have to know where they are. And you also have to know how to create an ask that's easy for them to say yes to. Mm. Well, I, I like that you just really broke the myth that people should get tons of followers and expect, you know, money to come in. And you, you talk about your target buyer not your target market so people are thinking you know i need to just expand and and get my face on every single platform but we have a strategic plan of certain people that you need to target as far as growing your business and that's more effective than just blasting yourself and spending all of this time and energy and spinning your wheels for years after year after year which i've seen a lot of people do and you always still talked about being a speaker in your story i have a story of my own i started out 19 years ago with a speaker uh and i started with stage fright i used to be terrified to be in front of a crowd or an audience but that led me into my journey of being a public speaker, but I would love to hear your story of being a public speaker and how that's helped you and change your life as well. Sure. I have a similar story. So even though I am an educator at heart and I would do a lot of training, training and public speaking are not exactly the same thing, even though a lot of people think they are. So I didn't want to be a public speaker. And then one day 
Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on WinWinWomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. UK Time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Patty. Somebody stepped out. I need you to come and help me. Like, please, will you just come talk for 30 minutes? Talk about anything you want. I just need you to fill this spot. And I kept saying, no, no, no. And finally, she just made me feel bad and guilted me into it. So I said I would do it. She picked me up from the airport, Christy, and on the way said, you know how I told you that I needed you to talk for 30 minutes? And I was like, yeah, she's like, I need you to talk for an hour. I'm like, what? First time for an hour? First time. I was like, what? And I was I like freaking out. on the plane and went right back. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my gosh. And then she says, oh, and I need you to be funny. I'm like, funny? I'm not funny. And she's like, oh, and she says, I, we're going to be videoing you. <laughs> I was like, literally like freaking out. So when we got there, I went into the bathroom and I was so sick. I can't even oh. tell you how sick I was. But here's what happened when... I went out there, I remembered that I knew somebody who was a speaker coach. I called them on the phone. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she said, here's the thing that you need to just remember. It's not about you. It's not about you at all. That's my second tip. It's not about you. It's about them. And so I thought to myself, oh, all I need to do then is just be me. And so when I went out there, and she actually told me, so I'll just tell you, she actually told me, oh, and Patty, if at the end you want to invite them to do something, like you can. But was I prepared for that? No. Did I have something? No. Now, could I teach people things? Absolutely. So here's the funniest part. I hope you're going to appreciate gotta, the story. I have to listen to this, yes. <laughs> right? So at the end of my talk, she holds up this sign, you know, that says you have five more minutes, right? You know, and I thought, oh, my goodness. And I really didn't know what to do. I almost froze. And I basically said, <laughs> I actually have the video and I'd love to do it because I've been a speaker now for like 13 years. And I basically got up in front of people and said, so Tanya says that I can invite you that if you like what I'm talking about and you would like to learn more about it, we can. I said, but I want you to know I'm really busy and I could probably only help like 15 of you. There were a hundred, there was like 140 people. And I said, but I can only help like 15 of you, 17 at the most. That's what I said. And here's what I said that's even worse. I said, but it's going to cost you. I actually said that from the front of the room. And somebody in the back of the room says, well, what's it going to cost us? And I said, at least $2,000. Just like that. Shrugged my shoulders and said, at least $2,000. I was so out of my element. And the person in the front row says, well, what would we get for $2,000? Right. And I said, anything I would teach you would be worth $2,000. That's what I said. Is that hysterical? But here's, here's the funny part. When I got off the stage, 37 people handed me their credit cards. And I thought to myself, right then, I'm going to learn to be the best speaker I can be. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell everybody that I am now available to be a public speaker and then I'll make this brief, but then here's what happened. Three days later, three days. So think about that. 37 times 2,000. Three days later, I had a friend call me up and said, hey, Patty, I, I heard that you want to do public speaking. And I said, yes. They're like, great. I need you to get on a plane. 
because we had somebody that got appendicitis and I need you to come help us. And I know you teach people all the time about how to, you know, generate leads from LinkedIn. So I need you to come and do that. I said, come where? She said to London. London. I said, London. She's like, yeah, they're going to pay you $10,000. Get on that plane. Oh my goodness. So I got on the plane. Yes, oh, you got on the plane. Yes, you did. I did. Wrote my speech on the plane, got there. And, um, and from the 150 people that were there, 110 of those hired me. And so literally without really going deep into the numbers, I became a six figure speaker in the first week and an international speaker. And I got booked for three more engagements while I was there, two in London and one in France. And so began my career as a speaker. Well, you are a natural and everyone needs to have a friend that's going to push them past their comfort zone and just get out there and do it. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I became a speaker. I just had a friend push me out. And I, don't know I think that is interesting. Right. The only thing I will say uh-huh. is that while that sounds like a great story, it is a great, it is a great, it story. is a great story. But, but for 18 months after that, mm-hmm. every time I got on the stage, I would get sick first for literally 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get past it. I mean, it was working. I was making money. People were, you know, I was getting booked, but I couldn't get past it. So I went back to that speaker coach and I said, I don't know why I'm still getting sick. Like, what is the problem? And she said, well, I don't know. Tell me about it. And here is the third tip, really, is that what happened was I thought to myself, it isn't me to get up on a stage, make three points, pivot, take a pregnant pause, wear a soap opera dress. That that wasn't me. And she said, no, Patty, the secret is getting in front of people who need to hear it the way you say it. And that was the light bulb moment for me. And once she told me that, I was like, that's right. Like, why am I trying to be something that I am not? And, you know, because that wasn't me. I wasn't this eloquent, you know, I wasn't Patricia Fripp, right? You know, that wasn't who I was. And so now I just only speak to people who need to hear it the way I say it. And it changed really the trajectory of my whole business. And that's what I teach people all the time. You don't have to try to be somebody else. Just right. be you. Be yourself. Be yourself. And I um, like to tell people that it's best to just do everything you have to do in the background, go to the restroom, get everything together, right? Everything is scope aesthetic. But when you get on that stage, it's not about you anymore. Be able to turn that off. It's all about your audience. So put that focus on them and in a way that's serving, in a way to inspiring, motivating, and, and, uh, and persuading them to do something that's going to help and change their lives. When you are able to do that, transform your mind to think that way, all that nervousness really goes away. But I love how you said, yes, you were trying to uh, you be someone that you weren't when you became- And it worked for a little while, but it won't work forever. And you really just need to be true to really mm-hmm. who you are. Because what I always like to say is whether we realize it or not, the gift that you have, your God-given gifts, he didn't give them to you to keep them in the living room. Mm -hmm. And there are people out there that are literally praying for the solution that you can provide. Right. So really, like, get over yourself, right? Get over yourself, be the authentic you, and get out there and serve and don't worry about it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be real. Wow. Yes, just be real. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Well, Patty, let me ask you a question. What is what are you doing now that's really lighting you up? What's lighting Patty up these days? What are you? What's happening in your business and your life that's just bringing joy to your to your face? Well, right now, what I'm really excited about is so the magazine, Marketing Media Money Magazine, mm-hmm. which I love that it's a free resource too. So um, I love that because it gives me the ability to serve. But what I love about it is. We're coming up. Our next issue will be the five-year issue. So I'm excited about that. And that we hit 200,000 subscribers. So five years, 200,000 subscribers. So that was really exciting. So that just lights me up. You know, it was my baby in the beginning. I literally decided to publish a magazine because I didn't want to blog. You didn't want to (laughs) blog? I I didn't want to blog. I was like, I was too busy and I I just didn't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. so I said, oh, how could I still use the muscle, but make it work for me. And so I said, oh, I'm just going to do a magazine. And I actually love the magazine. And so really for me, it was finding the thing that worked for me. And that has been my baby. And I didn't know we were going to make it five years, but we're going strong. And I absolutely love it. So that's what gets me really excited right now coming up on that occasion. So that's awesome. Awesome. Where can everyone, our listeners and viewers, find your magazine? Is that online or do they have to subscribe to it? Yes, it is a subscription, but it's a free lifetime subscription. And they can just get it by going to www.marketingmediamoney.com. No, and just marketingmediamoney.com. Super easy. I love it. I will definitely be going there right after the show. And I just want to thank you, Patty, for being on the show and just giving, giving some valuable information to our viewers on on what they need to do to just make that shift, make that shift and just put themselves out there and see what great, great, amazing things that can happen. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Thanks again.